Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie. We have made it to December 1st. This is when I think we can officially start playing that Christmas music, although I have a small suspicion some of you have been playing it for quite a while now. You know what? Whatever you love, you get to do. You guys, speaking of Christmas music, I'm going to give a small plug out to Austin Stone Worship, which is the church that I go to, and my husband is a pastor there. They have a phenomenal Christmas album called A Day of Glory, Songs for Christmas. So if you're looking to add some new songs to your Christmas music rotation, check out Austin Stone Worship, A Day of Glory album. And guys, now that we're in December, I don't know how you do your shopping for holiday season. If you try to get it done before December or if you're still getting stuff done. But if you're new here, don't forget, we released a phenomenal holiday gift guide. It came out in November. You can listen to it. It is jamieivy.com slash HH444. You could just search it up on the podcast app that you're listening to now. It's also on YouTube. You can watch it. We had a live audience this year. Go to jamieavy.com slash YouTube and you can find it there. Friends, for the month of December, we're doing something a little bit different on the happy hour. We are releasing episodes from the Jamie Ivy show, which we debuted in February of this year, 2021. If can't even believe that. We debuted the Jamie Ivy show in February and we have some great conversations. You can see them exclusively on YouTube. They are all over there. I highly suggest, especially if you love one of these conversations, go over and watch it. It's fun to watch a little talk show in action. Remember we used to watch talk shows? I used to race home from school to watch Oprah and Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Well, now you can watch Jamie Ivey on the Jamie Ivey Show. Today, our first guest is Morlakea Kennison. And Morlakea is a friend of mine here in Austin, Texas, although she just recently moved and I'm so sad about that. But she's an Olympic gold medalist and she also ran track here at the University of Texas. In the show, we talk about her life as an Olympic athlete. We talk about what it was like to compete in the 2016 Rio Olympic Games, which another reason you need to go watch the show over on YouTube is because she lets me hold her medal. And that was super, super fun. She ended up signing a contract with Nike and now she runs for a living. Yes, that is her job. Isn't that fun? In the show today, we talk about an injury that she endured in 2018 with the ruptured Achilles tendon, which normally you guys, this would be a career ending injury. And so her story is a lot about how she overcame this obstacle. You're going to really, really enjoy the show with my friend Morley Kay. You guys know we've been talking a lot about Compassion International on the podcast in the month of November and December. In fact, just last week, we had Jonathan on the podcast where he, we talked to him about what it's like in the Dominican Republic right now with COVID and poverty and how Compassion International is stepping in to alleviate so many of those burdens for the people that they serve. We would love it if you would consider sponsoring a child with us. 
This year, when you sponsor a child through our unique link, go to compassion.com slash Ivy. That's my last name, I-V-E-Y. We're going to send you a thank you gift and we're going to send you a leather wallet from Able. Yes, you heard me right. It's a leather wallet from Able as a thank you. We're going to give you that. We're also, this is my favorite part, you guys. We're going to send a copy of my brand new kids book, God Made You to Be You, to your sponsored child in the Dominican Republic. Yes, many of them learn English in their classes and I know this book is written in English and their main language is Spanish, but they have assured us that these kids are learning English and they're going to be able to cherish this book. And so go to compassion.com slash Ivy. And if you listened to the show last week, you heard me say there's currently over 5,000 children in the DR waiting for sponsors. Over about 750 of them have been waiting for 12 or more months. And at the happy hour, we want to take that number down drastically this holiday season. In fact, our goal is to sponsor 400 kids uh, between this community over the next couple of weeks until the end of 2021. And again, like I said, we're going to thank you with a leather wallet from Able. And also we're going to send a copy of my new book to your sponsored child there. So go to compassion.com slash Ivy, I-V-E-Y to sponsor a child today. All right, friends, here's my conversation with more like a Kennison that aired in February of 2021 on the Jamie Ivy show. Welcome to the Jamie Ivy show. I'm your host, Jamie. Today, I sit down with my friend, more Kennison and talk about her life as an Olympic athlete. Okay, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so happy I'm here. Okay, well, I need to let everyone know how we met. Yes. My whole family walked in to a soundstage here in Austin to yep. do... An episode of Uncomfortable Conversations with the Black Man. Yes. With Emmanuel Acho. With Emmanuel Acho. Yeah. And you were there, and yeah. I met you. And I found out that day through some uncomfortable conversation that I put myself in <laughs> that you are an Olympic athlete. Yes. It's because I brought up your podcast episode that you did with Sonia Richards-Ross, yes. who I absolutely love. She's a dear friend and mentor to me. And then like, that's how it came up. That's how it came up. Yeah. And I love that you're an Olympic athlete and I want to talk with you and you love Jesus and you live here in Austin and yes. you went to UT. All of those things. All of the things. I'm like, we have so much in common, except I don't run, but that's just a... That's the only thing. It's, Other than it's, that, we're basically the same person. The same person. It's minimal. Okay. So congratulations. Thank you. Gold medal Thank in you. 2016. Yes. Congrats. Thank I'm telling you. you, I wish I had some stats here about how many people actually win gold medals. What's the percentage? It's oh, low. I wish I knew the answer to that. I have no idea off the top of my head, but like only three people get a medal in every event and only one of them is gold. So, so the odds are low. Yeah. Is it a club that you get into when you win a gold medal? No. There's no club? There's no club for the gold medal, but there is like a club for like being an Olympian. Okay. That's like, All once you're an sports. Olympian, you are in an exclusive club, especially like U.S. Olympians, because they say it is the hardest team to make. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about making a team, because I learned this from the interview that I did with Sonia, that you compete and compete and train and train and train. And is it true that you don't know who's going to the Olympics until like two months before? Yeah, maybe so tell even me. less than that. I think it's like six weeks before for this upcoming Olympics. Okay, so we're recording this. I mean, this is airing early 2021. We all know that 2020, the Olympics. They were postponed. We they did not postponed. cancel Nothing's it. Nothing's canceled. Still Tokyo 2021. That would be so weird when you look at all the Olympics. Yeah, you'll be like, so 96. there's still... They're still actually going to call it Tokyo 2020. Okay. So like all of the merchandise and everything is going to say Tokyo 2020. It's just going to happen in 2021. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. Okay. So postponed. Yeah. But you've been training. 
Yes. For this whole time. Yes. So tell me how it works as an Olympic athlete, because I'm just a walker in my neighborhood. So I don't know how you guys train, but you ran in 2016. Yes. And you immediately said, I'm going to continue doing this. In 2016, after I finished at the University of Texas, I made the Olympic team and signed a professional contract with Nike. So like now running sprinting is my job. Nike's paying me to run essentially every day of my life. And unknown to like the general public, we just don't run like at the Olympics. We also have world championships that happen every other year. And we compete in a series of meets called the Diamond League that occurs like every continent except for like Antarctica in the world. Wow. (laughs) Throughout the year as well. Okay. So when was your last competition? Because of COVID, my last competition was early February of this year at the Milrose Games in New York, but that was an indoor meet. My last outdoor competition was at the 2019 World Championships in Doha, Qatar in October of 2019. And how'd y'all do? We did great. The women's four by one team got a bronze medal and I finished 10th in the world in the 100 meter dash, which huge accomplishment for me because I was also coming off Achilles injury the year before. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. 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 Huge accomplishment. So you finished 2016, graduated, made the Olympic team, competed, won a gold, signed with Nike. So now you run for a living. Yes. And so, but training, talk about how when you get to the Olympics, because we have Olympics 2020 coming up in 2021 in Tokyo, when are the trials? The trials start June 17th or somewhere around there. Someone will correct me, I'm sure. Yeah. Somewhere around there, that's when the Olympic trials are. Up until the trials are over, we will not know who's on the team. So are you you stressed? No. Is that good? No, I'm not. You should you be? No. Good. I'm glad. No, I, no. I'm, not, I'm not trying to put stress we're on still, you. We're still so many months out from the Olympic trials that like I'm preparing. So I can't be stressed for something when I still have more than six months to prepare. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm training every day. Well, five to six days a week, I'm training for the Olympic trials and ultimately the Olympics. And yeah. prior to then, I'll run in some track meets so that I can see where my training and where mm-hmm. my preparation is. Okay, so I have another question for you. Yes. This is like Olympic Trivia 101, okay? You're training here in Austin. Yes. But there's other women who are also trying to get a spot on the 2020 women's track and field. Are they training throughout the country? Or are y'all pretty isolated here together? Both. I actually train with a group of seven women uh-huh. and we train together in a track club called the Buford Bailey Track Club headed by my coach, Tonja Bailey. But there's also a professional group that trains at UT. There's professional groups that train in Dallas and Florida and Orlando and in LA. Like Sprinters are pretty isolated in a few different areas. Okay. Basically, wherever it's warm. Wherever it's warm, because you want to train outdoors. You want to be able to train outdoors year round, and you can't train outdoors in the cold. Well, you can, it's just. It's just cold. Yeah. (laughs) Who wants to do that? Who wants to do that? Okay, so I guess what I'm trying to ask, and I'm not trying to put my own emotions on you, I would be nervous that I'm training all this time and you're not guaranteed a spot. Or you can look at me and tell me, Jamie, I'm the 10th fastest woman in the world. I have a spot. I think that is a very valid concern to have. And most realist would be like, what are the chances of me actually making the team? And should I be like be doing something else with my life? And I think that what makes a lot of professional athletes in the Olympians unique is the fact that we are not very much realist and we believe in ourselves in such like a high level that like 
the fact that only three people make the team does not face me. I love it. Because, like, I'm going to be one of those three people. That's I, why I'm doing this. That's why I heard someone the other day ask, they're like, they were asking a bunch of us around dinner. They're like, okay, if you were on a football team and the play's on the line, we need, you know, the two point conversion. Do you want the ball or not? And I was like, no, uh, don't give Absolutely. me the ball. You want the ball. Yes. That's why you well, have an Olympic medal game, and I don't. <laughs> probably not. Like, my catching You want the ability. baton. Yes, I want the baton. You want the baton. I want the baton. The football. You're behind by like <laughs> six or seven yards. You want the baton. I want the baton. Did you bring your medal? I did. Do you want to see it? Can I see it? Absolutely. Okay, I cannot wait to see it. Okay, Abby's going to bring it out here for us. Thank you. Okay, it's in like a do little you, brown case. Do you want to wear it? Is it okay? Absolutely. It's a little bit like... I wish we had the music. It's heavy. Yeah. It's really heavy. You, you'll get used to it. When you put it on for a while and then you take it off, you feel like there's like weight lifted off your shoulders, like literally, because it's like, <laughs> oh, like that was like weighing me down. Like it takes a little bit extra to like hold yourself up. You have to be a real athlete to wear it. Yeah. Like you have the neck muscles. <laughs> this is really heavy. Yeah. Do you take the picture like this? I did take a picture like that, but like that was a thing for when like the metals were actually made of gold. What is this made of? So it's mostly like copper and then it's gold plated. <laughs> Do you feel gypped? A little bit. A little bit. It's like when you get like gold plated earrings and yeah. they're like, yeah, it's 14 karat gold plated. Like, like on the outside. On the outside, the whole yeah. thing. I'm like, oh, like, okay. 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 This is so great. Where do you keep this in your house? So I keep it in this case and the case is in my closet on one of the shelves and it's just kind of like in the corner. I love it. It's not on display. It's like mm-hmm. no one can steal it because no one knows where it no is. No one knows where I've it tucked is. tucked it away. Until now. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, now I have to move where I put it. <laughs> okay, so, but in all seriousness, this was four years ago. I'm sure when you came home, did you take this everywhere? I did. I would. I did take it everywhere. I would wear it to the restaurant. No, I didn't do that, but I did take it everywhere that I was seeing people and like if I forgot it sometimes, they'd be like, where's your medal? And I'd be like, oh, I'm Sorry, I thought you wanted to see me. Yeah. But like the metal got more popular than I was. Right, right. Um, Do you feel pressure going into this next one that you have a gold medal from 2016? Do you feel pressure of... Not at all, actually. This is why you're an Olympic athlete. I'm not even kidding. All of my fears of like, I'm going to fail. I can't do it. You're like, why would I fail? I'm amazing. No, I feel like having a gold medal from 2016, I feel more prepared. I feel more ready. Like I was only 22 when I went to that first Mm -hmm. game. And I had just graduated from college. I was the youngest on the team. Like I felt not prepared then. And now I'm like, oh, I got this. You're the mentor now. Yeah. Now I'm considered a vet in the sport. Like it happens so fast in track and field. And like now it's like... I feel just good. I love it. Well, I'm going to give her back her gold medal before I go home with it. And we're going to take a short break and we'll come back and talk about some of the challenges that you've had between 2016 and today. We'll be right back. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. 
yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. All right, guys, I'm back with Morla K. Kennison, and I gave her back her medal because... Yeah, we put it away. You can't be trusted. I can't be trusted with just the medal. Just in case. Just in case just I ran case. off with it. Okay, so 2016 medal, but I know in 2018 you suffered a really bad injury. Yeah. Talk about that, and it, did that make you feel like, am I going to compete ever again? What happened? So on January 27, 2018, I was running a 60-meter race at Texas Tech University, and at the end of in the race... In a competition? In a competition. Got it. I tore my right Achilles tendon, like completely ruptured it. It was in two pieces apart from each other. That sounds like one of the most painful things ever. You know, I think that it might have been just adrenaline. Mm -hmm. I did not feel any pain in the moment. And this was during the race? It was after the race. It was at the very end of the race. If you're familiar with indoor track, at the end of the race, there is sometimes like a bank that you have to run up and then a padded wall to stop yourself. Since you're inside, we don't have the luxury of being able to like run through Mm -hmm. and just slow down naturally and I like slammed really hard into the wall which is common and normal yes okay but the way that I ran into this wall I don't even know how to explain it it was a freak accident ruptured my Achilles 
I had been going through some Achilles tendonitis. And so I had like tightness in the back of my leg in my Achilles. And like, as soon as I hit the wall, I actually felt relief from the tightness. Because it ruptured. it ruptured. But it kind of like felt better in a weird way. Mm -hmm. But I knew that something was off. And I had also jammed my ankle. And so the pain that I was feeling immediately was like my jammed ankle. My Achilles didn't hurt. I like to tell this joke about the late Kobe Bryant, who like literally affected my healing process and recovery so much from like his recovery process. Mm -hmm. But everyone knows that like Kobe ruptured his Achilles and then he walks off to the court and he takes his two free throws. He sinks them and then he walks back off. Kobe was wearing basketball shoes. Basketball (laughs) shoes are very sturdy. They're meant to hold you up, protect you so that you don't like twist your ankle. I was wearing track spikes. Mm -hmm. If you know track spikes, they're like eight ounces. I was going to say, they don't even weigh pounds. No, they're ounces. Like they try and make it as light as possible so that you have nothing on your feet, essentially. I crashed into that wall and I probably walked like 50 or 60 meters in my spikes, like with no pain. You're basically saying you're basically I'm saying that Kobe was not that impressive in that moment. (laughs) That's exactly what what I'm I'm saying. saying. (laughs) It's because look what you did. Yeah. I'm like, we gave him so much credit for that. I'm just like, gosh, I had on track spikes is what you're saying. Yeah. You don't choose to help him with that. Yeah. So you walk and then you immediately knew something was wrong. Yeah. I knew something was wrong right away, but I didn't know how bad it was. And I eventually go see one of the trainers. I'm sitting on the table. They do a few tests on me. And then they tell one of the assistant trainers or student trainers, hey, can you go get her some crutches? And I'm like, I don't need crutches. I'm fine. Like I had a final in like 45 minutes. I just thought they were going to like massage me a little uh bit and I'll be able to like run my final. Uh Like I do not need crutches. I'm fine. Take my shoes off. I get off the table and try and walk and immediately I'm like, oh no, yeah, I can't run. And that's when they told me that, like, you've ruptured your Achilles tendon. Like, it's, like, not okay. And I'm just like, oh. Like, I think it, like, it took a while for Mm -hmm. me to, like, process, like, exactly what was going on. But, like, so many thoughts all at the same time. Like, what does this mean? What happens next? Like, I've never been severely injured before. So I had no idea, like, what was going to come next or, like, what was going to happen next in that time frame. Mm -hmm. Did you have to have surgery? Yeah. Almost immediately after. Two days later, I went to Colorado Springs. That's where the... Training facility? Yes. Yes, the United States Olympic training facility is, and that's where all the doctors, that's where everyone is. Mm-hmm. Went to Colorado Springs and had surgery there. Like I got there one day, saw the doctor, had surgery the next day. Like it was very like fast. Is this a type of injury that would be career ending? Absolutely. They used to say that this was the worst injury that an athlete could have, and mm-hmm. it is a career everything that you do like when you walk you use your Achilles Mm -hmm. when you walk when you jump when you crawl when you climb like your Achilles tendon is one of the strongest tendons in your body and it's one of the most important you can't do anything without it and I remember going through my rehab process my foot was in a split for two and a half weeks it was basically in like in a cast like I couldn't get it wet Mm -hmm. couldn't put my foot on the ground couldn't wash it like couldn't do anything I was just on crutches and it was there after that I got put in what's called the Kobe boot and it's the boot that Kobe made famous okay because he wore it after he got his Achilles surgery. Uh And my doctor called me one day and he told me about this boot and explained why it was so great and says, insurance is not going to cover it. It's going to cost you a little bit of money, but I think it's going to greatly help you in your recovery. And I was like, if Kobe got it, I can do it. I'm getting it too. I was also turning 24 that year. And so I was calling it my Kobe year and it was Kobe came back. So I can too. I love that. That was your mentality for that entire year. It was my Kobe year. I was going to do the same thing. I 
watched his documentary on how he came back from his Achilles injury. So that's why, like, I was never the biggest Kobe fan from, like, a basketball perspective, mm-hmm. but that made me love Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Anyway, I was, got my cast off and I'm sitting on, like, I think I was sitting on the toilet, actually. Mm-hmm with my feet on the ground. And I just knew sitting there, I'm like, I know that I cannot stand up. Like my feet were just like on the ground like this. And I knew that like my leg is too weak for me to like support Mm -hmm. my own body weight and stand up. Like I can barely like stand and walk. How in the world am I ever gonna like sprint? Yeah. Like it seemed so far fetched to Mm -hmm. me at the time that like eventually you're gonna get to a point where like you're one of the fastest women in the world again. Yeah. 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 And how did you do that? Because I mean, all the rehab, did you ever, you thought that moment of how am I ever going to run again? But you had your Kobe year, like you weren't going to give up. Mm -hmm. So did you think I'm not going to run again, but yes, I am going to run again? Yeah, I did. I was having a very hard internal battle at the time. I was surrounded by a lot of people who really believed in me and that really helped me. And I didn't fully realize that until Easter Sunday of that year, I was at church at GMZ and Pastor Clark was giving a sermon and he was talking about his own journey. And he talked about the fact that like he surrounded himself with people who believed in him. And that's like what helped him so much and like what helped him overcome what he was going through. Mm -hmm. And that was the moment that I like realized like part of the reason that like I'm still like holding myself together is because I'm surrounded by people who like really, really believe in me. At the time, my parents are in Chicago. My mom really wanted me to come back home to Chicago because she's like, you need help. You're on crutches. You can't live in an apartment by yourself in Austin. Such a mom thing, yes. But she's like, who's going to help you? You Uh can't go up and down the stairs. Like you live in an elevator. There's like, you just can't live by yourself. And I'm like, mom, I do not want to come live in the house in Chicago. I don't want to do that. And she was like very adamant. And then Emmanuel was actually like, you can just come stay with me. Yeah. And I lived in his house for like maybe two months, two and a half months. Mm -hmm. He just let me stay there so that like I wouldn't be alone. Alone. In case you fell off your crutches. Yeah. Yeah. Which I did. You did. I did. (laughs) You did. I actually, that that did happen more than once. I'm sure. I'm sure it did. You know, I remember I was talking to another athlete, a professional athlete on my podcast, The Happy Hour, and he also suffered a really big injury and said that he worked so hard to get healthy after that, that there was no reason that he wasn't going to keep playing. And I wonder if you have a little bit of that in you right now. Go going into this next year of track and field in 2021, do you have a little bit in you of, I've worked really hard to overcome something really big. Not much can stop me right now. I actually had that moment. It was a different moment while I was still recovering. I was sitting in, I think I was in Rome at the time. I was for sure in Italy. And I was sitting outside eating pasta and drinking wine. There was four of us there. Emmanuel was there as well. And he looked at me and he said, would you rather not have torn your Achilles? And I just like froze for a second because why would anyone like want to go through that? But I had learned so much about myself and I knew that I would not be sitting here in Rome for fun right now, eating great pasta, drinking wine if I hadn't torn my Achilles. Mm. And I went through that entire summer free from track and field for the first time since I was about 10 years old. I was free from track and field and I didn't have to be at a practice, at a track meet, at a training session. I didn't have to worry about what I was eating Mm -hmm. or how it was going to affect me the next day. I was just living Living my life. life. And it was the first time that I'd really got to experience that and like travel for fun. Mm -hmm. And what I realized at the end of that summer in 2017 was that I love track and field. And when it's time for me to walk away, I have so much more in life that I can do, but I am not done yet. And so then my drive to work hard came because I realized that like, when it's time to walk away, I'm going to walk away and I'm going to be very happy, but I'm not done yet. Not yet. 
You're not done yet. We're going to take a break and come back and talk about what it is like to be an athlete and a friend and all the things and letting people see the real you. Yes. Yes. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Okay, I'm back here with Morla Kay, and we just talked about the injury. Mm-hmm. The injury. Your Kobe year, which I'll never forget that now, yeah. for sure, for sure. And you talked about you're going to know when it's time. Mm-hmm. Here's my question for you. A lot of people, when they are becoming who they are, and you mentioned that you won your gold medal, you were young. Mm-hmm. How do you find who am I as a person? You're an athlete. You're a friend. Have you struggled ever in your career of maybe, do people know the real me? Do people see who I am? What has that been like for you? Absolutely. I would say that... It probably started with my injury and always defining myself as a track and field athlete Mm -hmm. and like this is what I am and I would meet people like I'd be with a friend for example and I'd be with my friend Jamie and we'd meet one of your friends Mm -hmm. and you'd be like hey this is my friend Morla Kay she runs track she's really fast or like she's an Olympic gold medalist like that was my title and I like really dove into like that's who I am and I noticed myself becoming whatever the people around me wanted me to be and so when I was with Jamie I was the Olympic gold medalist and I was whatever she described me to be. And if I was with a different group of friends, I would be whatever it was that I needed to be to fit into that Mm -hmm. with that group of people. And I lost sight of like, who am I really? Mm -hmm. And like being okay with being my true and authentic self all the time. And just knowing that like the people who really love me are going to love me, even if I don't fit into that like bubble that they've created or the idea of what they think that I should be or what I think that they think I should be. Yeah. What did you come down to with your true authentic you? I realized that I'm pretty nerdy. Aren't you a biomechanical engineer? Yeah. Yeah. That's also a thing. <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> I realized that I'm pretty nerdy and I love reading books and listening to podcasts and educating myself. And I love gospel music and I love Jesus and I'm like kind of quirky and I like that about myself. Yeah. I'm an introvert. I love spending time with myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what I call it. Like I don't, yeah. <laughs> I love spending time by myself. Yeah. yeah. So you had to come to the conclusion of I'm okay with all of these things being true about me and all of my group of friends. Yes. And the groups of friends that I felt like, you know what, I don't like who I turn into when I'm around these groups of friends. I stopped being friends with them. Was that hard? At the time it was, it was pretty hard because I went through a phase where like I cut out a lot of people in my life to where there were times where like I felt lonely because I no longer had these groups of friends that they weren't necessarily good for me though. So like it was good that I didn't have them, but then I felt like my options were be with these like 
bad groups of friends. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that they were bad people. They just weren't. You just didn't like who you became when you I were around I didn't like them. who I was when I was around them. Mm -hmm. And I had to be by myself more often. And yeah. it made me become more comfortable with like being with yeah. me. You know, I think that is something that a lot of people go through and it's a good thing. And I think it comes with maturity of going, okay, I see who I become or, and it doesn't be bad. You're not like doing bad things, but I just see who I am. Yeah. And then having to make a decision that I'm for myself. And so therefore I'm going to choose to spend time with yourself. Spend time with myself. <laughs> and to have these different friends that you're spending time with and you feel better on the other side. I do. I feel so much better. I feel freer and lighter. Like I've taken off like this facade that I've mm -hmm. put on for the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that you feel freer and lighter even just going into a new year, like 2021. Yeah. Feels like it's going to be your year. I think so. How many meets you have before the Olympic trials? Well, in a normal year, you could have like True. 20, yeah. but we'll see. We don't know what COVID's going to do. And I don't know. Yeah. It's all, all up in the air. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? We will be cheering for you for sure. Thank you. Now I have a question for you. Go I for heard it. that you almost did the amazing race. Yes. <laughs> is this a dream or was this like a freak thing or what happened? It was like, I watched The Amazing Race as a kid with my older sister. Mm -hmm. I'd watch The Amazing Race. And like, we always joked that like we'd go that on Y'all would go together. Yes. But yeah. like, we never even tried, like <laughs> right. never auditioned, uh -huh. never signed up. Like we never even tried. But yeah. it was just like, if we did The Amazing Race, we'd go together. Yeah. I think it might've been in the spring of 2018 when I was recovering from my injury. Emmanuel actually got like a phone call in the sense of like, he could go on The Amazing Race. Were to go together? Yeah. Did y'all send in a tape? Yes. I need to see this tape. I wish I had it for you, but like, I mean, I have it. I just mm -hmm. don't have it with me. Okay, well, surprise. What? We talked to Emmanuel. <laughs> we have a clip. No way. It's so good. Okay, let's play it real quick. Roll some okay, of this. Okay. What's up, y'all? I'm NFL veteran turned ESPN analyst Emmanuel Acho. And I'm Olympic gold medalist Morla K. Kinnison. And we're your next amazing race champions. It's pretty simple. I'm amazing. And I'm really good at racing. Coming back into his Akinison. Akinison's gonna take it. I'm really smart, and he's really athletic. So together we make the ultimate, wait a second. I'm really smart, and I'm really athletic too. So what do I need you for? We work out together. We travel together. We win together. We both graduated from Texas, and most importantly, we were both athletic All-Americans. I talk for a living now, which means I will be great at talking to strangers, and that is gonna help on The Amazing Race. Or it just means you're gonna talk way too much. Okay, I know exactly why they picked you guys. Y'all were amazing. I mean, we have this very good energy that's very natural. Yes. You've seen us together before. Yes. Well, you saw him in work mode, and like, uh huh. That's just how we are all the time. Like they said, yes, great. You guys can be on the show. We think that you're great on TV together. And then uh, why didn't this happen? Because they didn't Because y'all have... went to Rome and ate pasta instead? Well, that did happen that summer. Okay, okay. the amazing This race. is the yes. best summer of your life. It actually was. And you, it was when you were recovering. Yes, See? it actually I was. I like this. They didn't have enough people. They need 11 teams of two. And they only got like seven from our audition process that they actually like liked. So they went ahead and had like another audition process. It still didn't have the 11 teams that they liked. So they did like a all-star season or like something like that and had a whole bunch of people come back. And then they said, but if you guys want to, you can come in this show, like a later segment of the show. Like, like you can come. I don't remember the date anymore, but like the next time that we do the show, you guys can be on it. The problem with that is 
football season and track season and they counteract. Mm -hmm. And so when it's not football season, it's track seasons like the spring show. I'm like, well, I'm going to be in season. I can't disappear for six weeks. Uh And then like the fall one is football season. Like Emmanuel's working. So like he can't disappear for six weeks. And that like summer was perfect because I wasn't competing. Yeah. And so then um, the dream died. Do you think it's still alive? I don't know if Emmanuel would still be up for it. (laughs) He's like off doing this. You know, I don't know if he'd still be up for it, but I still think that we would win the Amazing Race. I I think y'all would win the Amazing Race. I had full confidence in us that we would have won the Amazing Race. I used to watch the Amazing Race and I always said it would be fun to do as well. Except you got to have someone that you really like. You have strengths, I have strengths. We're going to trust each other's strengths. Yep. There's no fighting. If there's fighting, you lose. I think that it's not the fighting that hurts the teams. Oh, we studied. Like, you know Emmanuel, you know how intense he is. Uh We spent like weeks like watching episodes taking notes. So why do people lose? It's not the arguing that people lose. It's not being able to recover from the arguing. That's good. You know what? That's life right there. Just let me tell you. Keep going because you just did a life lesson. That's how marriages survive. That's how friendships survive. You have to like argue and then like let it go. Like we'd be watching the race be like oh no. They'll get to a point where they're reading the clue and like one of the two members will be like you just decide since you know everything. And I'm like no. Like that's not helping you. It's not helping you at all. And we took notes. Like we had a list of things you need to bring with us. And like what was Emmanuel's model that we needed to have? Be quick, but don't hurry. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Just Life not, mottos. Not mine. Not mine. Emmanuel's. We'll give it to him. Yeah. So it's not the argument, it's the recovering. Yeah. That's life for you right there. Mm-hmm. That's life for you. Okay, well, I'm now like your biggest track and field fan. I'm so happy. I'm going to be cheering for you. Hopefully there's actually a season next year and there's Texas Relays right here in Love Austin, Texas. Love Texas Relays. Yes. I've run at Texas Relays every year except for 2018 when I was injured. Yes. And last year when there was not one. So I guess that doesn't even count. Yeah. Yeah. I will be at Texas Relays in 2021 as long as there is one. You should come. I'll be there. All of you should come. We'll be there. I'm going to get a shirt made that says. Please do. More like K for the gold. You should actually get a shirt that says Miss Fastwitch. Do you have them already? I don't. Okay, like, I'll have one. I'll be there. We can make some. Let's make some and I'll be there. Okay. Yeah, I'll be there. That's and actually a great idea. I know. Why have I never thought of that? We did it just now. Okay. We did it just now. In all seriousness, super excited for your next year. I can't wait to watch you run and win. Take the gold. Yes. That's what we're going for. Yeah. You don't go for anything else. No. 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 Thanks for sitting down with me. Absolutely. It's been such a pleasure. And talking about something that's fun, the Olympics. And I love just the idea of how that injury, I mean, we're both people of faith. Mm -hmm. And I always say, you know, that that did not happen just for no reason. It did not. You were able to look at your life and say, when I finish, I'll be ready. Yep. And I'll have a life after. Thank you so much. Guys, thanks for joining us today. Um, and more like I thank you so much thank for you. sitting down with me. It was great. You guys, I love Mordecai so much. And I love the story of her and Emmanuel trying out for the amazing race. You guys, go look over on YouTube. Go to jamieivy.com slash YouTube. You can see the clip of them trying out. You can see the medal that she let me try on. And guys, also do not forget, we really, really want to encourage you to check out and pray about sponsoring a child through Compassion International. If you already sponsor a child, it's okay. I have sponsored a child this year to do this right alongside you. I don't ever want to ask my community to do something that I have done myself. And so go to compassion.com slash Ivy, I-V-E-Y. Don't forget, we're going to send you a thank you gift from our wallet from Abel and your sponsor child is going to get a copy of my new book. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you, every encouragement we get to bring to you, and every opportunity we get to point us all to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is actually the number one way that people find out about our show because you tell them. Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that make us think, make us laugh, and point us to Jesus. Also, come find me on other places around the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm at Jamie Ivy, And we've been having some fun posting videos on YouTube as well. Sometimes you wish you could see the person I'm interviewing. Well, come over and find us there and you can. JamieIvy.com slash YouTube. The Happy Hour is produced by Lindsay Sweeney. Show notes are written by Abigail Castell. Graphics by Rachel Ray. The show is edited by the team at Podshaper. And I'm your host, Jamie. And I love every single week that I get to be here with you guys. Until next time, have a happy hour with a friend. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.